Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for joining us today. Get ready to be inspired and motivated to live a high impact life. Now, here's Rick. Welcome to another episode of the Point of Impact podcast. I'm Rick McDaniel. Thanks for joining us today. We're concluding our discussion on decision-making and making wise decision-making, great decisions. Been talking about it for several episodes, and today we're going to finish up, I've saved this one, Decision Danger Zones. I think this is a fascinating expiration of just some things that we need to watch out for when we assume, and you know what happens when we assume, and how that can mess up decisions and this will be the last episode and then we're going to start talking about relationships i was looking back it's kind of amazing because i've done a lot of speaking on this and writing on this and certainly worked with thousands of people on their relationships marriage relationships dating relationships friendships all these sorts of things and i have not devoted uh time to that on this podcast with over 100 episodes so we're gonna we're gonna dig in to relationships and just look at some really good things like myths about relationships and things that really uh can kill a relationship relational viruses people that are hard to love all that sort of stuff it's it's going to be really good we're going to begin we're going to begin that next week but today we want to conclude talking about decisions. Uh, Before we get into all that, I want to tell you about one new thing that's happened. If you are familiar with the YouVersion Bible app, it's the most common, most popular uh, app in the world. Uh, Over 500 million downloads of this app that has uh, all these different versions of the Bible, and then it has these reading plans that you can uh, subscribe to some are three days, some maybe as long as 21 days. So I have a, one of those reading plans out called This is Living Five Days of Inspiration to Live Your Faith. So it's a five-day reading plan based on my new book, This is Living, that you can get for free. So if you have the app, you just go to it. It's under the faith category. If you like to use your computer, it's Bible.com. You go to Bible.com, find plans. And again, under the faith category, this is living five days of inspiration to live your faith. So uh, I just got some stats on it already. And in a very short period of time, thousands of people have already uh, downloaded it. And so you can you can be one of those and uh, sh- and get us to tens of thousands of people. Maybe that's already happened. I don't know. But at least uh, at what I've looked at on today when I'm recording. So uh, go go on Bible.com if you want to do it on a computer on the Bible app called version, the version Bible app. If you have it, if you don't, you can download it very simply and you can go through that five days. And uh, I think you'll really enjoy that and really like that. Again, my book, This is Living Daily Inspiration to Live Your Faith is available on Amazon. You can get it anytime. And I've got some exciting news to share about that. Hopefully next week I'll be able to share that with you. And you can listen to devotions with uh, daily devotions with uh, Rick McDaniel on the Pray app. Again, pray.com, just like Bible.com, pray.com, the Pray app. 
you can listen uh, on Pray Radio, which is on the Pray app, uh, 2.30 every day, Monday through Friday. Not on the weekends, but Monday through Friday, 2.30, 11.30 Pacific. Or you can just listen on demand, and there are like 100-plus devotions now that are available to you. So that is... Uh, is another way you can access there's some new youtube messages up on my youtube channel so you can go to pastor rick mcdaniel youtube channel subscribe to that and every time new videos come out you'll be able to to get those there's a couple on stress right now stress busting strategies is a very popular one so you might want to watch that so those are some things always rickmcdaniel.com is a place to go if you want to get more information about stuff that I'm doing and stuff that might be out there. Just did a, a radio interview today, doing a video uh, shoot this afternoon. So uh, um, uh, it's going to, there's lots of stuff that you can uh, take advantage of, but it's been an, a busy time and, and a busy day. And But I'm happy to be able to have all this stuff out there for you. So let's jump in today. Decision danger zones. You know, there's this mistakes that, that we can make when decisions are made and this base it is based around dangerous assumptions dangerous assumptions that we can make uh, and what happens is that these become danger zones that we need to avoid so you say well, what do you mean uh, rick what are you talking about okay so here's one past decisions don't guarantee future success here's the danger zone the the danger zone is that we think that because we've made good decisions in the past that our future decisions are guaranteed be guaranteed to be successful yesterday's success in decisions or decision making doesn't mean that tomorrow's will be the same and i mean it's just funny how we can just kind of fall into that by the way can also use the reverse of that which means bad decisions you've made in the past doesn't mean that you're going to make bad decisions in the future if you've listened to the episodes over these last several weeks you've got a lot of information now about how to make wise decisions questions to ask when you're you're making a decision uh forming the kind of team that will help to give you decision making assistance i mean when you've got all that going for you you've got a, a much better chance of making good decisions so the past don't bad decisions don't mean the future bad decisions have to happen but i'm particularly interested inside of kind of the overconfidence that can happen based on previous decisions Lots of times what happens is we kind of function with the rule of thumb principle, you know. Uh, so it's worked in the past and, and, and it'll work in the future. Now, again, going back and I've given you some principles for wise decision making, looked at different styles. You know, you can determine what kind of style you have in making decisions. You know, talked about the questions to ask to make a best decision surround yourself with with the team and so those are definitely things that you do but what i mean is that you can have kind of a rule of thumb and and you can just uh, apply it in 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 everything and maybe it it doesn't apply in say this particular situation so so for instance my rule of thumb is not to make quick decisions and if people demand uh, an immediate decision from me, uh, my rule of thumb is uh, the answer is no. 
because I can't say yes if I haven't had time to think about it and pray about it. However, there are always exceptions to rules, and it may be that you have to make a quick or quicker decision. And if you don't, you'll miss that brief window of opportunity. The window will open and then boom, it will close. And this has happened to me where my, you know, my sort of, this is my principle that I use. It's given me great success in the past. And then I'm like, you know, I'll take my time and I can think of a couple of instances where then I went back and the, and the people are like, yeah, that's not available anymore. That that's not an option. And and I'm like, well, what are you talking about? And they said, well, you know, we needed a quick decision. And and I said, well, yeah, I can't answer right now. And they said, well, yeah, but you you know, you took too long and the too long was not very long, but just long enough. So we just have to be careful what worked in the past you know, doesn't always mean that it will work in every situation and each and every time. And that's what we have to, to, to watch out for and guard against. It's a danger zone. It's a danger zone because that assumption can cost us just like it's cost me a few times because I wasn't ready to make the quicker decision. And so I, I waited and then the opportunity passed by. Here, here's another danger zone. This, this uh, idea that, you know, knowing what you don't know, and like thinking you know what you don't know. If you're overconfident in your opinions, you, you may not get all the information that you need. You know, you may enter into something and you may say, hey, this is my area, you know, I know this, I, I, I'm an expert in this. And so you, you think that, you can make a good decision, but it's always good to ask yourself what information might you need to know in order to make the best decision possible. It's just really important to not be overconfident. It's good to be confident. I believe in confidence enormously. I think the lack of confidence really impacts a lot of people. And you know how you gain confidence? Making good decisions and more good decisions. I've gained a lot of confidence in my life from making a lot of really good decisions. But I've made some bad ones. And a lot of times you look back and it's because uh, of, of, of a lack of information. Just didn't didn't thought I had all the information or thought I, you know, knew it and and. You know, lots of times things can sound good and they can sound familiar to other circumstances or situations that we've been in. And so our natural inclination is simply to say, yeah, I've been here before, been there, done that, and I know what to do. And again, there's a lot of truth in that. But, but, but we may then not seek out additional information that we need getting enough information and the right information. You know, we, we just might need to ask a few more questions. So we have a very, very good picture of exactly what is going on. And we've, we've really counted the cost. So we just have to really make sure that we take time to know what we don't know, to not be overconfident in our 
ability to make this decision because similar is not the same. Similar is similar. It's close. But if we if we aren't careful, we make similar the same and then we make a decision based on something that was similar and this is is similar but it's not the same and there's still a difference and that difference though it may be small may be enough of a difference for us to be like uh oh and then you've got you got problem on your hand because you've made a bad decision when you could have made a good decision and the difference between the bad decision and the good decision just really comes down to not having all the information. So it's a danger zone. Here, here's another one. Uh, it's the, I, I say be wary of the fleece. Now, you know, you may go, you may know exactly what I'm talking about. You may not. Let me read a story to you. It's in the book of Judges in the Bible in the Old Testament. It says, Gideon prayed to God. I know you promised to help me rescue Israel, but I need proof. Tonight, I'll spread a sheepskin on the stone floor of the threshing place. If you really will help me rescue Israel, then tomorrow morning, let there be dew on the skin, but let the stone floor be dry. And that's just what happened early the next morning. Gideon got up, checked the sheepskin. He squeezed out enough water to fill a bowl. But Gideon prayed to God and said, don't be angry with me. Let's me try this one more time. So I'll really be sure you'll help me. Only this time, let the skin be dry and the stone floor be wet. And that night, God made the floor wet with dew, but he kept the sheepskin dry. Okay, so this is what's known as the fleece. Having a fleece, putting out a fleece. So, you know, you, you, you sort of put out the fleece and then if... You know, you say, okay, God, if this is what I'm supposed to do, then this will happen. All right. What's wrong with that? It's in the Bible, Rick. Well, the first thing that makes me cautious is I just read you that story. And in that story, is it about putting out a fleece or is it about a double fleece? a double confirmation. I've met many people in my life and my work in ministry talk about a fleece very rarely, if ever, is it a double, which is what the Bible shows, that there was a double confirmation. Usually people you know, throw out the fleece in a single way. And then it's like, okay, it worked. So, you know, if I'm supposed to go out with this girl, then she'll call me tomorrow and ask me if I want to do something. And then if the girl calls tomorrow without you doing anything and says, hey, would you like to do something? You know, that means that we should continue dating or start dating or get more serious in our our dating. And, you know, that's not really what it means to to. I'm not saying there's no role for a fleece. I just think if you're looking for a double miraculous confirmation, 
then go for it. But understand that that's really what's going on here. Because if there's a, a sheepskin on a floor and the sheepskin's so wet that you can you can squeeze out a bowl full of water and the ground's totally dry, that's miraculous. That's not normal. And if all around the floor it's wet and the skin is completely dry, again, that is miraculous. So what some people say, you know, I'm going to do a fleece. I mean, the girl calling and saying you want to do something. I mean, that's that's uh, is that really a fleece? I mean, that's not all that unusual. Well, she would call me instead of I call her. Okay. well, let's let's have a double one then. Let's have a double confirmation. You know, let's let if, if you want to follow this principle, this story out of the Bible, then let's follow it to its exact application, which would mean there'd be a, a another. So it wouldn't just be, okay, she'll call me and, you know, and we'll go out. There would be a second fleece that would need to be confirmed that would then further show you that, you know, this is a gal that you should, you, you should get serious about. And it probably needs to have a little, I think, a little more to it than just, you know, she'll call me. It has to be something more specific that you would just be like, whoa, that is unusually specific. And that would indicate to me that, you know, this is something I really ought to take note of. So I'm not against it because it's in the Bible and I think you can use it. But I do think you have to use it appropriately and properly and not just, uh, you know, kind of misuse it or maybe best said, uh, partially use it. And, And again, even in the partial use, really, you know, ask something that, you know, doesn't seem all that miraculous, you know, that now again, you know, maybe in the circumstance for her to call it would be just really, really unusual because there's no indication that's going to happen. But if there, you know, if, if there's been some communication or contact and that wouldn't be all that unusual, then you need to ask yourself, is that really a legitimate fleece or do I need something that's a little more miraculous, a little more specific? And again, that would really be a double confirmation. Now, if you do that and you get a double confirmation, man, you ought to have a great degree of confidence that this is definitely something that you should do because it's just like what happened to Gideon in the Bible, and you really have a sign from God that this is the way to go. But I think a lot of people look for signs from God that are a lot less than the story that we just read in the Bible. Here's another danger zone. And this is going to sound funny based on you know last week's episode, Decision Making Assistance. So I hope you'll bear with me and hear me out uh, because... Again, even some of the stuff I've been saying here earlier today where, you know, it, it seems if, if you're going to give us principles, Rick, and then you're going to say, watch out, you know, for tried and true principles. So I hope you can just hear, hear me out here again in this one. And here it is. Don't assume group infallibility. Now you say, whoa, you just told us to form this advisory team that would help us. And now you're saying don't assume group infallibility. Okay, okay. so here's what I mean. One knowledgeable, experienced, informed person beats group ignorance every time, right? 
Okay, so when I talk about forming an advisory team, I'm, I'm talking about forming a team with people who are knowledgeable, experienced, and informed. But when, you know, you just have a group of people that say, yeah, you should do that. Yeah, you're perfect for that. You should, you should definitely take that job. Oh, you should buy that house or, you know, you should, you should go out with him. He's, he's definitely your type or you should, you should leave her. She's, she's, she's bad news. You know, that kind of group think is not necessarily good advice. One experienced person's advice needs to be set against, say, another person's experience advice. You know, like you got to be able to evaluate that and and really see who really knows w- what they're talking about. You know, one thing that always blows my mind is when divorced people tell other people what to do, you know, in their marriage and because your marriage didn't work out and now you want to tell me what to do with my marriage. I mean, it's it's just not really like you have the track record for that. I mean, don't you really want to talk to people about whatever it is? You know, if you want to start a business, you really would like to talk with someone who has uh, successfully started a business and not just someone who started a business and it hasn't been successful. So... It's really important to make sure that, you know, you know, if 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 your friends at work are telling you something, are they really giving you the best advice just because a group of them agree? You know, if three or four people say, oh, you should definitely do that. Oh, yeah, you should definitely do that. Those three or four people, their advice is not infallible. And in fact, it may be very fallible and may be terrible. Same thing with with, you know, just seeking out uh, other opinions, you know, like like about a surgery, for, for instance. I've, you know, I've just talked to enough people in my life that just are like, man, I just really, really wish I, I, I remember reading an article. This wasn't a conversation about this guy that had uh, prostate surgery and just reflecting on all the things now that not having a prostate has done in his life and how he wishes that he just would have held off, you know, like people just sort of panic and hear the word cancer. Prostate cancer is like one of the slowest growing cancers of any type. And there's a wide variety of opinion about what to do about that. I mean, this isn't like pancreatic cancer. This is a different type of cancer. And so, you know, just taught maybe just exploring other opinions and not just, well, you know, the the, the group opinion on that is take it out, you know, well, you know, maybe you need to dig a little deeper. Uh, and, and again, I'll just give you an example. When I was building the, uh, the church facility of the church that I started, uh, in, in that process, uh, I had uh, two things happen. One is I had an engineer tell me that the property that we, we were doing due diligence on buying the property. And he said, yeah, you shouldn't buy this property. It's got wetlands on it and, and you shouldn't buy it. And um, he's the expert, right? You know, like he knows what he's talking about. He's part of a firm that this is what they do. But I didn't agree with that because though there were wetlands, it was on the very edge of the property and the property was large enough to build a facility and a parking lot and do all the things. And it was such an incredible location, a four lane road and an interstate exit 
road. I mean, it was a phenomenal property. And I didn't think that that one negative was enough. And then when it came time, so we ended up buying the property, by the way. And then when it came time to build, one of my friends whose son played football with my son was a banker. And when it came time, I went to him, you know, and said, you want to loan us the money? And he's like, no, and you shouldn't even be trying to borrow this much money. It's way too much money. In fact, he literally was saying to me, like, we were two million dollars over what we should be like we were we he wanted us to borrow two million dollars less not two hundred thousand two million dollars less that's how off it was in terms of what he thought we should borrow versus what we needed to borrow so i was pretty blown away by that and of course we also talked to the church's bank he happened to be with another bank they also declined to do it and, uh, you know, it, it got kind of concerning. But I just really believed that the p- facility was going to be such a huge difference from being having met in a school for years. And the location was so awesome. And so I decided, and along with my board, to go forward and ultimately even the people voting on it to go forward with the building and it turned out to be a brilliant decision and and we had incredible growth and uh, we had no problem whatsoever uh, paying that loan or anything because we didn't listen to you know the supposed people who were the experts or the group infallibility of oh this is the way you should go so you just got to be careful about that because you could miss out on something good another danger zone is be careful about feelings You just have to be careful about being in a situation where you're susceptible to to feelings, to impressions as a way of of making a decision. Now, I want to be clear about this. Intuition has a place. It's just that it doesn't have the whole place. I've I've learned to, to listen to people who have intuition and over the years, I maybe wouldn't call it intuition. I might call it like discernment, but I've grown in that area over the years of spotting things that I frankly didn't even see before. So I believe in the value of this. I believe that there is something to, you know, an impression and an intuition. So there's something to be said for that, but that has to be countered by just hard cold facts that are separated from any kind of feeling and just have to be aware of how feelings can be complicated by certain factors such as fatigue and frustration and boredom and anxiety These things have a way of really impacting our decision making. And I think if you go back and look in your own life and you see some where decisions, you're like, oh, man, that was not a good decision. You'll see that sometimes really what you were doing was letting your feelings uh, get the best of you. And making a decision. I mean, I just really believe that, 
you know, when you're when you're grieving and you're depressed, you should never make a decision. That's not the time to be making any kind of significant decision. And frankly, I would also say when you're like riding high and like really happy, you got to be careful then too, because then you could think, oh man, I can do anything, you know, like everything I touch turns to gold. All I do is win, win, win. And, you know, you could just sort of overestimate the complexity or the difficulty of the situation. So you just have to be careful about feelings, negative or positive, and how they might come into play and end up causing you to make a bad decision. So these are some danger zones. I mean, this is really kind of fascinating because, again, you have to balance these out with some things I've talked about earlier. And, and, and this is why, you know, decision making is not easy. I mean, it's not simple. You really have to just really look at all these different principles we've talked about and just factor them all in. And, and here's the thing. When you're unwilling to do that, you know, kind of put in the time and put in the work. Well, guess what? You can make some bad decisions. And while you were sitting there going, well, I just didn't want to do all that. You then you mourn for years. I remember buying a car. It's the only car I ever bought that I regretted buying because I just had to have it. And I just I just didn't do these sorts of things that I've talked to you about these last several weeks. I just wanted it, and so I bought it, and then I ended up really, really regretting it. You just have to be careful that some of your decisions, and then you're like, oh, man, now i got to live with this. And listen, I mean, some decisions you make, you'd, you might have to live with them for quite a while, or, you, or if you want to change it, you may have to live with the repercussions of that. So make wise decisions and really commit yourself to doing the work and, and practicing these principles so you end up making the best decisions that are really bless your life. Have a great week. You've been listening to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to you joining us for our next episode.